at that moment I said, uh-uh, I don't want to be honest, I don't want to be honest, I don't want to be honest. <laughs> Wait, I'm in tears. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I ran out of the board. I was on the 11th floor. I literally didn't take the lift. I took the stairs all the way out. I remember running. I don't even know what I was running to. Hello and welcome to the Arts Nurse Change Room podcast. Podcast? Podcast? Yes, I said podcast. Arts Nurse podcast bringing you all things nursing and lifestyle. Nursing woes and pros by your favourite nurses. My name is Arts Nurse and I am an alternative schools provision nurse. And I'm here with my amazing co-hosts. Your favourite mental health nurse, Rue. Your favourite multifaceted nurse, respiratory nurse, advanced nurse practitioner, Yolanda. And your sweetest diabetes nurse, Jade. We are for the nurses and by the nurses. So on today's episode, we'll be talking about our nursing moments, the joys, the laughters, maybe even the sad moments, or how about something in between. So stay tuned and listen to our nursing moments. So I'm going to kick this off. So, um, well, actually, you know what? One of my nursing moments, yeah. So I don't know what I thought <laughs> nursing was gonna be like, yeah. But this was first year now, I was on a general ward. And then I think it was like, you know, in the morning, um, I don't know if mental health and adult nursing is similar, but that's when you kind of do the cares and stuff like that for your patients. So you know, your bed baths, etc., whatever. And then someone was like to me, Oh, um, can you go and take a so-so patient a commode? And I was thinking, what is that? because I didn't know what that was anyway and then I was like okay yeah do, 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 whatever you put the paper pan thing in there so I thought yeah okay that's calm like I've given it then they said oh can you go collect it <laughs> I said okay that's fine I brought it back and then they had to take it to the sluice I'm telling you guys that was the worst experience of my life literally I picked this thing I lifted the lid first I said oh no (laughs) (laughs) the smell no no no, Wait, no. can I ask a question did you did you say you had to put a paper in there like a paper bowl paper it's like a paper tissue it's not paper what is it it's like a recycled it's a cardboard yeah yeah it's cardboard yeah oh okay do you guys don't have that my commode experience is something i'd rather forget so i don't remember the cardboard thing i lifted the lid i put the lid down I said, oh my God, why were there no masks them times? I'm telling you, I picked up this cardboard thing, whatever, and everyone, mm, 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 oh, no. until I could get over to the sink. And when I poured it into that sluice sink, whatever, oh my God, at that moment, I said, uh-uh, I don't want to be honest, I don't want to be honest, I don't want to be honest, I want to be honest. I want to be a <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Now, oh. commodes will actually have you questioning your whole career. It's the smell. But there's, the there's smell. commodes and there's also those ones that you, bed it's like the bedpans that you have to oh. slide under. <laughs> Don't. And when it starts coming before the bedpan is in situ, <laughs> it's a mess. Oh, no. Mm-mm. No, guys, honestly, that's what I said. I don't want to work on a general ward. I don't know. I said, please, somebody get me out of here. I don't, I was literally going to throw up. And I just, oh, this goes back to me telling, I don't know what nursing was about. I just said, I'm here. Hello. Somebody help me. What about those parts? No, oh, honestly, gosh. I did my insight placement on a general ward. And because we had to do four weeks, like, into adult thing. And I was like, I, 
I was very sure of my decision to be a mental health nurse because those four weeks were hellish because all I was doing was bedpans and commodes and I said uh-uh no not for me <laughs> pick somebody else <laughs> speaking of toilet talk my one of my moments again because I'm a mental health nurse I feel like this is something I'm really proud of when I did my first enema it was yeah, it was on a. Was you don't a, want to know my experience of that one, boy. But yeah, go on. Spread <laughs> open, guys. You can have to do your googles about what anime is because I'm not here to. This is not an educational podcast, anyway. Um, it was an older adult mental health ward, and obviously the lady was constipated. They said you need to do this enema, and I'm thinking, what is an enema? Anyway, the nurse shows me the bottle, and she says, "This is what you have to do." And I think I was with, yeah, I was with someone else who was like spreading the cheeks. <laughs> and I just, it was an interesting experience um, <laughs> to say the least. It was because it was like, you do it and obviously things are happening. So you then have to get the person up and ready to, to get going. And so <laughs> anyway, we, managed, we, we did it, we made it, it was fine. but. It was a moment for me because I just, I'm just proud of myself as somebody who, you know, didn't choose this life. Like I did not, I, I purposely chose mental health nursing so I didn't have to do these things. And um, today I have given two enemas. The second one was on another mental health, like on my ward when I was working as a qualified nurse, but that one, it was, it was okay. And me and the patient joked about it for a while because she was like, do you remember when you have to give me the enema? And I was like, yeah, it was the <laughs> time. But yeah, enemas, I hope I never have to do another one again in my life. Yeah. Have you guys ever um done stoma bags? Mm. Listen, mm. my first that experience one. with the stoma was the most traumatic experience of my life. Walked in, newly qualified, not newly, I wasn't even newly qualified. I was new to the ward, so I think I was in first year. Walked in with my nurse for the day with our for our patient who had a stoma bag. Why had it popped? Oh, so we opened the door and we're walking into the zone of a popped stoma oh. bag. You could just imagine the fume that hit you as soon as you open that door, much less the care that we had to do after then. I said, wow, gastro is not me. And to this day, to this day, that's why the bedpans, all of that is still traumatizes me because. You don't ever forget an experience <laughs> like that. You don't like see this, I don't... the smell, you never forget oh, the smell. Oh, I Lord. give it to nurses, honestly. Honestly, any nurses that are, you know, specialised in those areas, 10 out of 10, because you've been doing it even 100%. before the mask came along. And to be honest, that mask ain't doing anything anyway. No, mm-mm. It, mm-mm. It's, it's like it filters it. You just get it like an odour. Odour filters. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> as opposed to like the raw. The toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I take my hat off. I take my hat off. Hundred percent. Them gastro nurses, ten out of ten. Boy, no, that's hilarious. Mm. Wait, I'm in tears. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, listen. I think keeping the toilet theme. I think I told you guys about this. I don't know. I don't remember. But I think my one, it's not a funny haha story. There's a patient I was looking after. And this was on the wards, yeah, when you do like, let's say three long days back to back. So 
obviously I was looking after him during the daytime. So like when the nurses were handing over nighttime, they, they didn't see mobilizing. So it was just assumed like, you know, he doesn't mobilize and things like that. And I just come off nights the week before, so I'd never met this man. So I, I remember coming onto the ward and then doing his personal care and everything, personal care, everything, personal care, everything. Three days in a row where, you know, very intimate because it's personal care, right? And then it's only when my other colleague was doing nights, then um, no, who'd looked after him the week before came to work. And she's like, Yolanda, you do know that man can walk? And I was like, what do you mean he can walk? Excuse me? And then I, I was like, Tim, can you walk? He's like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I said, I've been, I've been washing you. And you didn't need two people, to be fair. So it was just me. And I was like, oh, sir, I've been washing you. He's like, well, you never asked. <laughs> ah. And I said. I mean, he and yeah, but that, he just laid you know there what? when he can mobilize. Now, that's why I can laugh about it. Because it's like borderline, you could have reported him. But he's like, you never asked me if I could walk. You just assumed. And I was like, you've got a point. He was not old. He was, I think, probably forties. He was quite young. This so to me, I used to think like, surely this man can walk. But he was very poorly and things like that. And then, yeah, the next day, I made him walk to the bathroom. He took his shower by himself. I mean, since she didn't ask, he thought I might as well, might as well just get the full experience since I'm here today. Far <laughs> treatment. NHS, well, it's so free. crazy. On that note of a patient pranking you. So when I was newly qualified, I had a CAMS patient. Well, she wasn't actually CAMS. She was admitted because she said that, well, she just collapsed at a school um, event. So she just collapsed and then she said she couldn't walk from then. So they brought her in and was investigating for what the cause could be. So she was my patient. You know, she's an easy one, just observations, um, just kind of seeing how she goes. She's having all these neuro assessments and so forth. She asked to go to the toilet. I get my little wheelchair, wheel her to the toilet. We pull up right beside the toilet and sis jumps from the chair onto the toilet. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I thought you couldn't stand. And she's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I said, no, I, I just saw you. Like you literally just hopped from the chair to the toilet. She's like, no, I didn't. And I was just like, I said, girl. They get sassy. They get sassy. They get sassy. And this girl was probably like, 13, 40, 13 to 15. So I'm in the toilet with this girl and I'm just like, girl, I li- whatever, but I know what I saw. I saw you hop from this wheelchair because I didn't lift you. Come on, like, you didn't even put any pressure on me. You literally just hopped from the chair onto the toilet. I was like, these cams patients, she got one up on me. She was one of many, but hey ho. You got hoodwinked real good. <laughs> literally, literally. That's why I always have one eye on these patients. Like, that is actually hilarious. A girl said, no, I didn't with a straight face. And I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's my word against yours. So it's like, yeah. anyway, I'm writing it in my notes anyway, but I, I saw her. She stood. She did. That is so funny. Oh, nursing, nursing, nursing. So I'm going to get a little bit serious. I hope you enjoyed a little laughter here and there. I told you back with the laughters. Yeah. Guys, you know, what? I actually think they were funny, but anyway, that'll be for another day. Um, so my next top nursing moment is I'm going to about getting my first job. Yeah. So getting my first job is such a nursing moment for me because it's the start of the story of Ox Nurse. 
basically so getting my first job so obviously as you guys know already I didn't really want to work on awards in my university I had to um, as a children's nurse we had to have um, a neonatal placement that was a requirement even I didn't want it I used to like beg and beg and beg that I didn't want to do it but anyway I ended up on a neonatal unit and absolutely loved it so um when I was then qualifying one of my friends at the time had applied for a hospital and she got a job on a neonatal unit so I thought oh yeah why not let me see if I can go for it so I went to um I went to <clears throat> you know those careers the day things that they do so I went there I met the matron at the time and the matron from the children's ward at our sister hospital at the time and they were just speaking to them about like really being really interested in neonates. They said that they actually wasn't prepared for that today. They were only interviewing people that wanted to be on a general ward. I was like, oh, well, that's fine. And I said, oh, like, can I have your email just in case, blah, blah, whatever. In the end, you know, when you're big and you just beg friend all the time. So then they decided to interview me but they said they're just gonna make up the questions that were missing from the children's paper that they had and then we just um did that so whatever so then after basically they called me and say I didn't get a job I was thinking excuse me how can I not get a job but anyway so then she was like oh but do you want to come and visit the place and I was like no why would I want to come and visit somewhere after you just told me that I didn't get a job <laughs> like what the hell are you talking about but then um something in me just said oh yeah yeah that's fine I'll okay then after I spoke to my mom about it whatever and in that moment I just felt like it was definitely God telling me I'd like just go so then I went um I looked around whatever it was cute it was nice I'd never been there before it was nice then at the end of it she was like oh well anyway we've had someone um withdraw so actually we have a job for you and I was like oh my god really so like ah, and I was just really just so happy that in that moment I listened to God and however he decided to deliver the message to me to just go because anyone that knows me knows I can be very stubborn and like I said you didn't give me the job so why am I coming kind of thing like but I went and then in the end I got the job and then that was the start of my career in neonates and then I shared my testimony and then it was like oh my god loads of people are actually you know in this kind of space as well because I spoke about feeling as well and whatever and then here we have Arxness today that's me Oh, that's a cute one. Love to hear it. Nice, love, love to hear, hear it. Everyone remember their first interview, like for their first job. Yeah, I only yeah. did one vaguely, but yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. What but was yours like? I only did one as well. Mine, I don't. I'm not gonna talk too much, but I, I'm like, I wouldn't have hired me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh dear, that's how desperate they were, I guess. I, but I definitely cut, cut, much. cut. <laughs> I. I answered some of the questions and then the, some of the other questions. At that point, I have I don't, hadn't had like interview training or what to say if you don't know something. Like if you don't know, you can say, I don't know, but I would look at this, this, that. I didn't know what, like how to say that in an interview. No one had ever told me that. So I literally tried to like waffle my way through something that I had no clue what I was talking about. So when I got out, I was like, obviously I haven't got the job. Like I need to figure out what I'm gonna do next and go to another interview, whatever. I get a phone call saying I got the job and I said, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> like it's I was the very, wow very for me. I was very, very shocked. Um, and again, like I said, I'm not gonna talk too much, but that's that's how my first interview went. But I mean, it was a start of uh, an interesting career, which brings me here today, but it is what it is. 
We love it. We love it. I only went to one because I feel like I felt like I felt a lot of pressure from everyone in uni. Like, yeah, we got jobs, we got jobs. And I was here like, what am I meant to do here? So I applied for one. Well, I applied for a few, but the one that I accepted was the one that I got first. I should have actually looked around, but I took the first job I got. And I mean, it was nice. The interview was lovely. Um, The ward was really nice, but I guess that's why I didn't really stay that long because you kind of just reached to the point where kind of feel like you know what I need to move on but it was definitely a good start so just kind of linking with that I would say one of my top moments was just qualifying and getting a newly qualified job which I did enjoy for the most part Um, and it was just good to kind of finish uni and just kind of do the real thing Mm -hmm. anyway and I went into something which I hadn't really done um, much of in uni because in uni a lot of my placements were orthopedics and I started off in general peds so for me it was still quite new but it was still a good I would say it was one of my top moments because I was literally fresh out of nursing school as the Americans say um and just like on the war just learning and doing my thing and here I am today so what can I say (laughs) (laughs) of my probably proudest moments I think goes back to me starting my master's when I was only about five and self-funding it at the time because it's like year five there's no no one's gonna sponsor years of five to go and do you know a master's number one so I think just having that knowing like I was speaking about my trajectory just knowing what I wanted for myself and investing in myself as well at the time because it's like it was a big it was 8k and it was a it was a big financial burden on myself at the time but I think because I knew where I wanted to you know end up um so to speak so I think when I look back up to now I'm always like you go girl like I'm so so proud of myself because it's like I was navigating just being a Ben Fife on the wards and still going to uni you know starting my prescribing all oh, this as a five it's like to me it still blows my mind when I look back because it's like I don't know it's like wow it sounds crazy like when I've you know when I look at newly qualified fives on the wards it's like you want to do a master's but yeah I think to me that's probably up there like top three you know top two maybe moments for me because it's just I invested in myself and now I'm reaping said rewards you know many years later I was gonna say now well done well done honestly you should be really really proud of yourself like you said first of all as a five who's gonna you know fund that for you but I love that you didn't let that discourage you and you still went for what you wanted because you believed in yourself I think that is a nursing moment that you should be very proud of starting off as well first of all you have to pay your student loan and stuff like that and then you're also paying for a new course so that is something that you know should definitely be shouted from the rooftops and guys take note on this I know it's tough but trust me you will not what was I gonna say You'll reap what you sow and you won't labor in vain. Taking it to church because it's Sunday. Amen. <laughs> now, I always say bet on yourself. Like, I bet on myself and I back myself. You know what I mean? So if I know I'm worth That's a certain right. amount, I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to back myself. And I, I can see, I can see the rewards right now where it's like I believed in myself back then. And now I'm, you know, I'm here. Whereas if I doubted myself or because there was a lot of discouragement at the time, like, oh, you know, just wait a little bit. How do you know you want to do that? You know what I mean? Like from fellow colleagues, you know what I mean? But I just knew what God had put in me, taking it to church. And I knew my purpose that it was greater than just being a ward nurse because I feel like I've got a legacy I need to leave behind. And I always think like, you know, I'm a fragrance in a room. When I leave the room, I will linger. You will know Yolanda was here and... I, I just live with that motto every single day that my legacy will, when I'm gone you will always know that there was a Yolanda that existed within the nursing world and yeah that is what motivates me um yeah 
Yolanda's that girl. That's beautiful because this is the kind of nurses that we are craving for in this mm. profession because yeah, it can be stressful. But if you have somebody who's nursing you, who has that mindset, girl, take me to Yolanda's hospital if I'm ever sick. Honestly. I know she's going to be looking after me well, well. And take well. 15 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm joking. Of course, of course, I look after you. Walk, she can wash you. <laughs> that that is still something I'm recovering from. I think it's quite triggering. <laughs> Staying on the positive vibes, uh, one of my top nursing moments was during COVID. So, um, you're going to hear me say as a mental health nurse a lot in this podcast because I think it my experience is slightly different because of like the client group that we look after and just the work is just a different um it, it, it demands like a lot of my mental capacity and emotional side as opposed to like physically having to care for someone um although those moments do happen um but during covid um, i was working in the community at the time but obviously like everything shut down we didn't know what was going on and we were so my community team we were working from home and i only had to go and see patients who had um depots which is monthly injections um otherwise we were doing everything kind of online and then so they asked for volunteers to like go back to the mental health hospital where i worked previously um to kind of help out um disseminate ppe like you know when at right at the beginning when it was just a panic and there was like the rules were changing every day like mm. you'd come in it would be like okay now we can't do this now we have to do this now we can't do this now we have to do this um so it was just a really highly anxious time and like within mental health um there's a big push obviously to like put um, like parity of steam to have mental health the same as physical health. But I have to admit like a lot of us don't have a lot of the skills required um, to be looking after um, physically sick patients. You know, a lot of us, if someone gets sick, you call an ambulance, they're going to a general hospital to get treated, etc. We do minor things like we do do OBS, you know, all those things. But if someone starts deteriorating, like they are out of there before you could even stay 999 kind of thing but because obviously now we're dealing with it the hospital's already overloaded we're now having to deal with covid within our wards um i think a, a really it was just a really special moment that me and the team that i was working with they basically put us together like a bunch of redeployed nurses we were disseminating ppe um, educating people telling people how to don and doff ppe again things that you think are quite standard in like on a general ward but on a mental health ward it's not common so we had to do lots of trading and um i was going around and different places, training people, teaching people different things and showing them how to put on FFP3s and all of that stuff. Um, and we looked after um, like our first COVID patient on, on the ward. And um, there was a one of the like lead nurses, she was a physical health nurse or a physical health nurse, um, adult nurse. So she kind of was like leading us all. But um, I just thought it was, it was nice to see my mental health colleagues kind of band together in, in a scary time where we didn't know what was going on everybody else was panicking so we were the ones trying to like stop people from panicking in a way um and i just remember it being a time where i was able to learn new skills develop um yeah just a different way of working than i'm used to where i'm more doing hands-on care as opposed to sitting down and talking to somebody um which is you know what we do a lot of the time is a lot of talking and stuff and so yeah it was a really it was a really really interesting time pivotal time for me as a nurse and i almost considered going to be dual qualified because i there's a part of me that really was like i really want to know more i want to learn more about this side because 
physical health and mental health they go hand in hand a lot of the time and it's really important to have a I wanted to have a better grasp of it and so sometimes I toy with the idea but for now I'll stay as a mental health nurse but that was just a really it was just a nice um moment to see us band together such a difficult time um so yeah no, that's really, really good. And I remember wow. when you wanted to explore being dual registered because I was oh God, thinking, I told you that, didn't I? yeah, because I wanted to do that as well for mental health, um, given the impact, well, long term impact of COVID and just, you know, like emotional school based avoidance and stuff like that. But mm. yeah, the studying. It's intense, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. But that just shows that teamwork makes your dream work, isn't it? And as nurses, we are flexible and we do adapt. So as much as, like, you know, sometimes nurses has its negative, there are a lot of positives. So I love that for you. Definitely. I think just keeping with that positive note, I think one of my top moments was um, becoming a junior sister. So I'd say that's one of my top moments just because I just left my job I was at for about 18 months where I was newly qualified and went to a new trust where I didn't really know what to expect and I didn't really expect to progress as quickly as I did but whilst I was there I personally really liked the manager I mean some would disagree but I really liked her she really pushed me and encouraged me to get involved and do different things and within how long was I there for probably like eight nine months and the junior sister role came out and I applied and I got it and it did cause a lot of uproar because it was like I'm the new girl and I've got the job that people probably were waiting for but what can I say when your skills and your ability speaks volumes I can't be held accountable you should have scored higher in your interview babes no shade and you keep this in she said <laughs> and you can keep well, this in she said no. don't cut the cameras don't, don't cut, cut the, the cameras, cameras. dead ass <laughs> Oh dear. I'm oh, yelling. Will I change? <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely say that was the top moment for me because I feel like that that moment opened so many um doors for me. And yeah, that was a top moment. Never forget it. We love it, we love it, we love it. Um, I think one top nursing moment I have is um so I done my skiffin as everybody knows, because I used to speak about it all the time. Woo-woo. <laughs> and following doing my skiffin um I received the academic development award and Ooh. yeah the academic development award and I was like shocked number one because I know that there were people in my um class that scored better than me but also I was shocked because I always pride myself as a practical person yeah I've improved my theory but I just didn't think that my like improvement or my now knowledge and level of writing for example was necessarily um identified or noticed should I say and I think that it was really nice picking up considering the fact that I was literally one percent away from my distinction so that already I felt like not that I felt like everything had gone to waste but I was literally thinking like I really worked so hard and I just didn't get what I wanted but to get this award you know to go there to be drinking champagne having all these canopies and stuff coming out I was thinking oh your girl is fancy now so literally <laughs> I 
really um enjoyed that experience like it was really nice like even though it was really small and intimate I just loved it like my name was on the board and everything and yes we've I had graduation anyway but I think with graduation I mean they just say your name and that's it isn't it but this like my name was on the board and everything I came I had my seat there and it was just really nice it was a lovely experience to actually be like praised and your hard work to be acknowledged um and not feeling that you know you're not just laboring in vain so yeah that was a that was actually this year oh wow so yeah that was a really nice experience um and it's just it was a bit of a like a motivator to just keep going and to keep that positive morale going so yeah that's my other one yeah that's amazing considering like the story that you told us about your journey into nursing Mm. like being recognized for your academic Mm. like that's incredible so well done you thank you love that so one of my other nursing moments was when I went back when I did my little sidestep shuffle to go back to be a deputy ward manager um to my old ward there was a new ward manager so she wasn't my manager when I was a five but I knew her she was a deputy in another ward before and so she was now managing the ward and I one of the reasons I wanted to go back was because she was there so she's one of those like old school nurses but like super caring for the patients but like she's just she's kind of she was blunt but she cared she cared about the patients she cared about her job she was serious about her job and you know that was one of the reasons why I was like I, I want to be under her because she knows what she's doing she's been in this game for a long time I want to learn under her and one of my moments like top moments one of the reasons why she's my top nursing moment was because when I was working as like her deputy she put so much trust in me um to I came in thinking like having, having ideas I wanted to change the ward because obviously I'd been there as a band five so I, I knew what the culture was I knew what the ward I, I was very familiar with the ward so I, I already went back with ideas and wanting to like improve our like our nursing our nurses um our practice on the ward um the, the different ways of working that we had and I remember like saying all this to her she was like go for it she was somebody I never had to like get permission to do anything I would literally send her an email like this is what I've done or I have an idea about this she'd be like just do it and send it to me and I'd send it to her she'd be like great print it off do whatever you need to do and I think I that was when I grew a lot in my confidence as a nurse and my abilities and like oh I do know what I'm doing in this in this career and you know all of my 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 hard work and my studying has like is is paying off in that i'm being trusted to make changes or to bring up ideas and yeah it's just i when i left i remember just being like so thankful because of how much she had just spurred me on and just been like go for it and she would trust me with things and she took some time out some time off of work um and i so there's two deputies on the ward and then the ward manager and both times she was off she asked me to to step up so i had i was acting as the ward manager while she was off and so that was two weeks i did that for like one yeah two separate occasions and yeah i was like me in charge of the ward like i was like oh okay we're doing this <laughs> but like and everybody like really respected me they'll be like everybody was like okay you're in you're in um x's shoes let me not say her name but and yeah they were like it was just yeah it was a great moment to just kind of solidify why i did this that i'm actually good at what i'm doing like not to toot my own horn but sometimes you need to just have something to say like like, you know what you're doing like 
yeah i just sometimes have these moments i'm like oh wow like i really when i talk i'm like oh is that you yeah so that was a really great moment for me i think oh that's amazing you know i think being empowered and just having just that one person to just believe in you at the right time in your career honestly makes Mm. all the difference you know so we thank god for the sidestep shuffle because look at you today (laughs) right my next moment actually is not it's quite a sad moment but i think that moment was needed for me to be who i am today i think when you first qualify um when you're a student you don't really deal with death per se on the wards, depending on what ward or what placement you have, you may actually finish nursing without ever doing lost offices and things like that. And I think as a student, I probably did lost offices once, if that, I was not really familiar with it or things like that. So when I first qualified, yeah, um, yeah, my, my ward was just high dependency. So there's a lot of death on the ward, but this one particular night, I'll never forget that night. Cause I think to me, that was this turning point where I knew I was going, I was going to do nursing. And hence I then, you know, my trajectory started from that point. I remember the night shift. Um, when I came on, I had six patients to look after and two of them were quite well, but you know, it was untoward. It was normal on the ward and things like that. And then I got two extra patients who came on with two extra beds on the ward from ED. And when you say the story, it just sounds so fictional, but from like 2.30 to about 4.30, these four patients all died. And it's not like, the, and the way they died was so insane that one of them had hemoptysis, so basically coughing up blood in the corridor, was trying to do, deal with that, another one was crushing, it was literally like one after the other, and then I had to now contact all, you know, the relatives during that moment to let them know, actually, there was no, there was no time to contact them before to say people are becoming unwell, it was literally like, I'm sorry, this person has passed away, I'm sorry, da 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 da, da. and I remember I ran out of the ward, I was on the 11th floor, I literally didn't take the lift I, t- I took the stairs all the way out I remember running I don't even know I was running to I, I left the hospital called my mom my mom picked up anyway um and she's like what's happening and I couldn't stop crying and I was like I don't know these four people just died and I just couldn't it was so much death for a 22 year old to deal with like within like an hour and a half of each other and I remember she said let's pray being a Christian so she prayed about she prayed for me and she's like just you know take a breather and go back upstairs so after that prayer I literally went back to the ward and I don't know, I just handled it because all the relatives then came onto the ward. I was able to speak to them in a calm manner. I was able to you know, explain why that transpired because the lady who had hemoptysis, she was like 29, I think at the time. So it was some, she literally just come through ED. So there was not a lot that had happened to her prior to coming to ED. So there was a lot of shock from, from the relatives. But just being able to nav- navigate that within like three hours. And when I went home, in that moment, I knew that, I could do this nursing thing because when I ran out, I didn't think I was coming back to the ward. Like I was, I ran out with the intention to run and I don't even know where I was going because I left my keys. Like, like I was at the time there was no Uber. I don't know. I just said, I'm going to run. And I just ran, 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 ran. And then thankfully one, my mom picked up because she didn't pick up. I, I would have just carried on running onto the A1, running back to life. Yeah. So to me, that was very pivotal because and then working on that ward. So I think that happened within, eight weeks of being on that award being really qualified and there was a lot of death and I learned how to deal with it I learned how to speak to uh, patients and communicate quite effectively even to the family members when things had happened and I feel like I matured so much within that eight weeks because I went from being I don't know I feel like I knew I was still 22 but I think mentally my mind was like I just feel like an old woman because I was like wow this maturity then having to do 
you know last offices for those patients it was quite humbling and I felt like you know what yeah I've done my best and you know and I think that's the thing with nursing many times we do our best and we want rewards but in that moment there was not a reward because people had died so the reward was then me doing my last offices and paying respects to them I don't know but yeah so it's not a good memory per se but that's the night I knew well within eight weeks of qualifying that I was gonna stick with this thing you know till the end that's so deep I think I've been quite I feel like I've been quite fortunate in this nursing thing that I actually haven't gone through that I've had zero like I've been on the ward while I've been on the ward whilst it's been going on and just been kind of been involved with helping with like you know emergency equipment all that kind of stuff but I haven't actually had one of my patients like die on oh, me I had like a patient that I was working quite closely with and I felt like I built a connection with her because she was like 15 and I was like what 21 22 so she we would like I look after her every shift and the shift that I wasn't in she passed away and I think that was good even though I didn't get to say goodbye per se but the shift that I weren't there that was the day she passed away yeah, yeah I've never had that, to be honest. Like that really is it because I do I don't know nursing I don't know I've had Maybe. so so many like even when I think of I haven't had two favorite patients I know she didn't have favorite patients but these two were regular people mm. to the point where you know when one of them passed away they didn't pass on our ward but the partner called me and they're like Yolanda we're in AMUA is happening come down and me again they're running ran down <laughs> went to see her and said my last goodbye so I feel like my ward a lot of the patients you know having special conditions some of them were like reality patients I think you then get to build that rapport and I've been to like three funerals um for those patients and then it's like I got to know them but yeah, I think now death does not phase me at all and it's quite scary because it's like I think I saw so much of it that it's like yeah I've actually had none literally because when I was when I was a student I think there was one time where I had a placement and on my first day they had a patient pass away but like they were already at the end where they had called the family and everything to come in Mm. so that bit was kind of sectioned off on my first day working in neonates we were level two so it's very unlikely that you would experience that unless like you're transferring out I remember one time we transferred actually um and unfortunately when the baby went to the level three within an hour they passed away so if they were still there yeah. then maybe I didn't I didn't know that baby that much actually yeah another one we've had to go home and then pass away so I haven't had any like where I'm actually at work or I'm actually there and then like doing everything or whatever and it's like I've never ever ever had that and now I work in community that is a blessing I have to say it's such a blessing because it's like emotionally no one and I think that's the thing no one prepares you for those moments Mm because I think I used to cry a lot like because then it's like someone is dying and there's always patients who were young and then they had kids who were my age Mm. and it's like you don't know how to handle that because then essentially you're trying to come for a 22 year old when you're 22 years old that it's just and uni doesn't prepare you for that they don't and they don't no one prepares you for that and then when the person passes you do your last offices and then there's another patient who comes in so you don't even mm. process it it's just like mm. the show must go on yeah. yeah yeah in mental health it's more like near misses um yeah it, trigger warning but people trying to end their lives and stuff um I think the first time it happened to me it happened to me twice on my first two placements as a student and I said wow 
am I God's strongest soldier for this? But I think those moments, like you said, kind of remind you why you're doing it. Like for me, I was like, yes, I, I still want to continue doing this. Like this is still what I feel like I should, and I've been called to do. Like I, I want to look after these people, but it is scary when you have such near misses and you're again, because of mental health, we don't have all the equipment ready, readily available, mm. but we have enough to like keep people stable until help comes. But yeah, it's, it is quite something, but I think I just wanted to also highlight um, from yours is sharing about the humanness of it all, like that we're humans. I think those moments remind us of how human we are. You running out and like crying, because I think, you know, from our last podcast where we're talking about sometimes people think we're, you know, this is a calling, which in, in, on, in some ways it is, but we're also human beings and these things affect us as well. And so just remembering that we are human beings and the moment, these moments make or break for some people. Um, and for you, it made you who you are today as a nurse. So, yeah. Another memorable moment for me, it would be the first and last time I cried as a qualified nurse and for me this moment's so memorable because it made me realize never again like and it also made me realize the type of nurse senior nurse I should say I don't want to be like no matter how high up I become I'm never going to speak down to a junior for asking a question at all so this I remember this was on the day of Yvette's birthday I don't know if you remember of it and you was having a party but I was so broken I was so emotionally done cast that I couldn't even attend the birthday. Like I had just started this new job. I remember that. Was, you remember, I just started this new job. It was a busy day on the ward. They kept giving me patients, which they deemed were easy, but I'm still new to the ward. So I'm not really too familiar with where everything is, how to do certain things, A, B, C, and D. And there was a safeguarding concern or some sort of social concern that the nurse in charge was handling. And I remember he was giving me another patient and I asked him a question and the way he looked at me and spoke to me, I felt like crap. And you know, when you're having a busy day and you're already at the end of your tether, like you're literally like one more thing can literally just break you. The way he just looked at, looked at me and spoke to me. Oh my gosh. I literally just took a breath, walked to the toilet. And I don't know if you guys have seen that meme of that lady screaming like, that was me. Like I was in the toilet crying my eyes out and I just had to pull it together come back out and ever since that day I know they say you shouldn't keep grudges but ever since that day that man could can't look at me in the eye because the way he made me feel and the way he spoke to me uh -uh, never again that's a moment I'm even ashamed of like why was I crying like I know I was emotionally upset but like why was I crying I'm not that type of child like it's normal it's normal that's the human part of us that's the human part I guess but I was thinking I'm making this man that if I was out in the road couldn't even made me cry and I was so upset because it really put me in a bad mood and that night I was meant to go out and I literally just couldn't because I was just feeling so down like so upset it's up if you've never cried in the toilets at work exactly really it's It's a common thing no I've never wait you never cried at work oh you know okay fine not in the toilets if you've never cried at work oh hands up we've all done it like it's really definitely yeah Nah, I was thinking. Medication room is my spot. I'm done. Don't <laughs> That's make me too know. open. Oh, oh no, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Sometimes the tears <laughs> are coming before I can get out of the ward. So I have to. Just... I don't think I would ever cry now as a senior, but as a no. junior, oh, I was broken. I was thinking, wow. 
Is this how they do in nursing? <laughs> what about your six C's? Because I'm not feeling the compassion. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Window for some nurses, they only carry about two of them, and that's Honestly. like communication and courage. Only see they know is cash because what 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 is this? <laughs> and even then, the cash is small. I'm it's done. Like you know what I mean? I'm so done. Well, guys, this has been lovely. Um, my last nursing moment um is nursing but it's also non-nursing but it's just arcs nurse and when I say arcs nurse I know a lot of the time people think oh my god yeah arcs nurse you're arcs nurse but yeah I think arcs nurse is more than me yes I am the face yes I am the voice if that's what you want to call it but the brand the brands but in reality arcs nurse goes way more than me like there is so many people behind the scenes even now like with these ladies as much as yeah now that the forefront but they've always been there behind the scene so yes it's not just about me but I just feel like I love the relationships that I have built along my nursing journey um the people that have supported along the journey so yeah shout out to you three ladies um there are so many <laughs> other ladies as well like shout out to Tola all those girls out there like that have helped me you know shout out to Joy shout out to Geraldine I feel like I'm like doing what's gonna get a rap battle no, right now <laughs> <laughs> but literally shout out to Danelia like all the ladies shout out to Nana the girls that have come to like my house to record in my little room and stuff like that like shout out to all the ladies um in that sense because you guys all make arcs nurse one do you know what I mean so you know this even goes down for all the ladies that have been on my panels at my events and things like that like it doesn't go unnoticed so yes I made the arcs nurse the face the voice the brand but it's more than me and that's why I always say that yeah you can come and ask me something but if I don't know I'll just signpost you to someone else but I'm in a position where I can do that because networking has got me in a position where I can ask anyone a question and they're going to answer the question they're going to tell me they're going to help me they're going to help me help other people so on that note like just continue to network build different connections and yeah just continue to be an amazing nurse so on that note guys thank you for listening to today's podcast listening to our nursing moments our woes our pros our fun moments our laughters but also we ended on a sad note as well today so tell a friend to tell a friend and tell them to tell their friends too and their nursing friends and their families and their friends i'm gonna make this into a chime but see you in our next episode Bye. bye